God damn, man, Mike. I'm glad to see you, man. Close the door. Close the door. All right, bro. What the fuck you pulling me in for? Lock that motherfucker, man. Lock it. It's locked, bro. You sure it's locked? Yes. You want me to do both? Dog, man. I'm just... Fuck, man. Fuck. What's going on with you? Dog, Chick-fil-A, man. Chick- Chick-fil-A? They opened up a Chick-fil-A across the street from me, man. Across the... Where? I ain't see that hole on the way. They posted up on my block, man. Oh, God damn. You... <sighs> fuck, man. You think they heard the podcast episodes, man? Shit, I don't know, bro. You was talking pretty bad about the application. Fuck, man. God damn it. I don't you know was what... just texting me earlier this week about this shit, I man. don't know what to do. What the <laughs> fuck should I do? You better go order some chicken wraps. Man, dog, I just... Off the app? Fuck. I just... Man. I just don't know, man. WWFLIP, when we feel like it podcast, where we broadcast. When we fucking feel like it. Sean and Mike back in the building. And that song right there is called My Own Self. That's Rob Galati and Show Lewis right there for y'all boys. Sounds pretty dope. It's it a was dark. I like a darker beat. She was tight. I think it matched our little, you know, introduction right there. You know, I try to get my producer, my producer game up, you know. <laughs> Trying to match the aesthetic of the episode. I feel it. Um, Speaking of, bro, well, you know, Halloween's coming up, dog. So we might have to get you a little Chick-fil-A outfit, bro, so you can infiltrate the new location and see what their plans of your demise are, dog. Man, I'm I'm shook, man. They posted up on my block, for real. Fucking Chick-fil-A opened up right across the street from me. Shit's crazy. So what you going to do now, dog? By the way, multiple motherfuckers need to hit me up about this Chick-fil-A app. <laughs> motherfuckers really concerned about my well-being and shit. Yeah, man. I don't know, dog. I just don't know if I could download the fucking app, man. I, I don't know. I just don't see it. My fucking guy said, he was just like, dog, if I do that, it means I'm committed. So <laughs> I, <laughs> He's about to get mad XP points and free fucking... Chicken biscuits for breakfast. Dog, I can't make our relationship official. There's other restaurants. They're not the only one. Chick-fil-A is the side chick. What you gonna do to Slim Chickens, dog? I can't put a ring on the side chick. That's not That's not gangster. I don't know, man. That shit's fire. I've been eating at breakfast. Uh, I ate it a couple times this past week, bro. So Chick-fil-A? Yeah. I normally get that uh, 
that grilled chicken, um, egg white shit. That shit is real good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think I've had any of their breakfast. I normally go to Whataburger and shit. Bro, Whataburger's jalapeno cheddar biscuit is fire, dog. I'm a cinnamon roll type of guy myself at Whataburger. That shit's crazy. Yeah. I've never had one from there. Better than Cinnabon? I've never had a Cinnabon. I seen the calorie count on them shits, and I just can't do it. It's just like 2,000 calories for one Cinnabon or whatever. Yeah, bro. They be slapping that shit in fucking... I don't even know gingerbread jizz, dog. That shit is horrible. Well, I appreciate the verb that you just used for that, Mike. Thanks. I'm giving you an idea, dog. So if the gingerbread man had sex with a cinnamon roll, that's basically a cinnabun, is what you're telling me? Yeah. He's literally putting a bun in the oven. I think I'll pass, champ. <laughs> I think I'll fucking pass. Holy shit. That shit's nasty, dog. I can't fuck with it no more. And have you checked out any new music lately? Dog. The King is back. Let's get to it. Carter 5, bro. Talk that shit. What's your take on it, dog? Because my take is I just got every fucking season of Wayne's career in one album. Break it down. So you got like the uproar shit. That sounds like mixtape Wayne for sure. You got that shit. Uh, I think it's called The Dark Side of the Moon with Nicki Minaj. That's his uh, favorite song. Yeah, that's him singing, dog. That hoes hard. And Nicki Minaj actually sounds real good on the uh, on the um, hook. Yeah, on the hook and her whole little verse. That shit's tight. Um, you got the newer shit with fucking Triple X, Rest in Peace. That song was hard. Um, Travis Scott song. Uh, what's that shit called? I don't remember. I can't remember the name, but you'll know it as soon as you hear it. Um, Wayne ate on that hoe. Like, he, he's rapping, rapping, dog. Like, he... Wayne still got it, dog. And, I mean, granted, some of these songs might be dated, because some of them do sound a little bit older, but I fucking... Yeah, bro. That's my only gripe. I really was hoping for all new music from Wayne, but then I remember, I thought back, I was like... The last time he did, he redid entire albums was always because the album leaked. But this time, the Carter Five didn't leak, so At he all, didn't necessarily. So he necessarily didn't. He didn't necessarily have a reason to go back and redo all the songs, as opposed to all his other albums. He redid the Carter One from the ground up. He redid parts of the Carter Two from the ground up. He yeah. did. The, he redid damn near the entire Carter Three, yeah. multiple times from the ground up. Mm-hmm. But this time he didn't do it, which unfortunately I was disappointed about. But it's still a lot of good music on this album. It's a solid album. Yeah, that and, shit is hard. And also, I was gonna say that um, what was I gonna say about this shit, man? Really, I'm just happy that Wayne is back. I'm happy he's in good spirits. I'm happy he's back to being able to record and make money off his living because he's provided so many great albums and mixtapes and features and songs. <sighs> That I'm just happy he's back in the streets, man. Yeah, really? bro. More than anything. Even his, dog, I didn't realize how much I miss, like, old little Wayne quips, dog. Like, small fucking bars, dog. And that's actually what I was going to say about it. Um, I could tell he recorded this before Dedication 6. That's all I'll say. Yeah, bro. Talking about his goonie goons. The gooniest. Talking about some fake. Based on true events. Just little shit like that, bro. I was just like, dog, I miss this, man. 
I miss this. I miss this fucking sound, bro. And the production is a little more laid back. I prefer high energy Wayne on on tracks, but I can still listen to it mostly all the way through. It's yeah, been, it's probably about four or five songs I might skip. Mm-hmm. But overall, I fuck with it. Uh, it's I, solid. I made it to the last four songs. Um, I haven't heard the last four, four or five of them yet. But um, yeah, bro, is I fucking love it. My girl didn't share the same sentiment. She said Lil Wayne's overrated, but she said that uh, to me and one of my other friends, and my friends was just like, well, if you weren't a hardcore Lil Wayne fan at any point in time in your life, then this album's not for you, and that's understandable. I think you could enjoy it, whether you were a fan or not, really. But, I mean, I can't really get into other people's mindsets about the shit. I can't really say why or why they why they do or why they don't like it. Like, but I get it. For instance, my girl's favorite song is uh, probably the one song that I, the only Lil Wayne song I've ever heard her play on her own was uh, that shit with Future and Drake. Love me or some shit. Yeah, and I was like, okay, well, I know where you stand in the population for this. So <laughs> yeah, I could understand why some people wouldn't like it, but yeah, dog, I don't know. I jump for joy. As soon as I heard this shit, it was it was tight. Yeah, and I was going to say it does play a little bit more like a mixtape than an album, especially yeah. in the mm-hmm. sense of the Carter, because the Carter was very structured. He had, you know, skits where he was inside and outside and on different floors of the fucking house and all that kind of shit. Yeah. It was real intricate shit. I'm glad there was no type of phone home wheezy bullshit on here, so that was pretty cool. The one thing I hate when people critique Wayne is people always be like, he be saying bullshit, raps, bullshit, 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 blah, 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 blah. But people don't understand. He's having fun in the booth. He's laughing while he's saying a lot of this shit. He's not always being serious with everything he says. Just like myself, I'm not always serious with everything I fucking say. Y'all take everything I say seriously, which I will be getting to at some point in this podcast. But <laughs> for right now, we're going to stick to the albums right quick. Yeah, bro. Um, This is going to sound kind of sus, but... Uh, as soon as I heard the lighter flick, I got chills, bro. This man here, man. It was great. <laughs> it was fucking great, dog. I can't even describe that feeling to you, bro. Now you're going to make me shit on the album just to make fun of Mike. It's all good, bro. Nah. I don't really care at this point. <laughs> that shit, uh, yeah, dog. Um, if he were to announce his retirement after this album, I'd be okay with it. This would be a good I I actually feel like he's about to put a new project out pretty soon, right after this. Probably. I mean, he's got fucking. You know, he's got music vaulted, dog. I'm not. I'm talking about new music. I can't wait to hear a new music project from Wayne. Actually. Well, you already did with like uh, Dedication Six and Dedication Six Reloaded. But I want you know real production. Oh, you want like his own beats and shit? Yeah. Okay. That's what I was hoping this would be, but I understand he went through so much shit. And people don't understand why you're going through stressful times and shit. It's hard to create. And he was creating this this um music while he was going through all this shit. Fucking Birdman them trying to get him fucking killed and shit on tour. All this type of shit. Yo, I heard about that. Which actually bro. just recently phone foot phone call recordings came out of Birdman orchestrating the hit on Wayne. It's kind of vague. It's probably not enough to get him arrested. But you could tell where he was going at it with. So he's a prime with the suspect. Phone call. What type of shit was said on that? I ain't hear about that. 
I just saw the headline. I didn't actually watch any coverage on it. Birdman was essentially making a phone call to the person who shot up Wayne's tour bus, and he was saying, come get this money, and you did all you can do, and all this type of shit. It's crazy as fuck. That's wild, bro. Like, I heard Thugs damn. got something to do with it, too. Yeah, both of them are pretty much about to be, um, I, be, I believe, maybe questioned about it or brought in about this shit again. That's wild, bro. Uh, what was this shit called? The Barter Six or some shit? Yep. Okay. And then he did that shit to Mock Wayne, I guess, because he was riding for Birdman at the time, huh? It's just crazy, man. That's some foul shit, dog. Like, that's that's wild. Yeah, that's some paid and full type shit right there, champ. Straight up. And again, Wayne is dealing with that. He was dealing with not having the money that he deserves. He was dealing with a lot of shit while trying to create music and shit. That shit is very hard to do. Believe me, on a smaller level, just trying to record the podcast, going through real shit, it's not always easy. Yeah, that's big facts. Especially when I can't make it here a lot of the time. That shit's horrible. Not fucking easy at all. And again, it's quality over bullshit content, which I meant to say on a previous episode. I just said quality over content, which didn't make fucking sense. But I meant quality over bullshit content. Yes, I probably could have still recorded the episode, maybe even with somebody else to fill in. But I'm all about the quality. I'd rather just have the real joint out, not mm-hmm. some um, substitute shit. Not some off-white Nikes. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to forever hate on them, dog. Off-white is garbage, man. Yeah. And most people don't even know what off-white is. They probably think we're talking about the actual color, but we're talking about the brand. Yeah, shit. And if y'all want to hear more about that, y'all could always check out Size 10 Podcast, which does come out on Thursday mornings. Yep. Hiding ready for y'all boys. Pause. Yeah, some uh, different content from you boys here when we feel like it, man. So when y'all feel like it, go ahead and tune in. And also, back to music, Kevin Gates actually dropped a project too, Luca Brazi 3. It's pretty decent. The only thing I don't like about this project is he didn't really switch the flows up between songs. The flows are kind of repetitive on it, which is kind of crazy because Kevin Gates is known for switching the flows up. So I was kind of off-put about that, but the production on it is pretty decent. And it's kind of lacking a little of the emotion that I prefer in Kevin Gates' music. It's kind of even-keeled on it, but it's still it's still listenable. It's still a solid project. I fuck with it. Okay. Yeah, I haven't heard it yet, but uh, my little sister's actually a real big advocate for Kevin Gates. She's a real big Kevin Gates fan, um, all kicks included. Uh, she said that she liked the new project a lot too. She was real hype whenever um she had heard about it. There's this one cat that I got hip to. His name is uh Toby Lou. You ever heard of him? Sounds familiar. Uh, he's got this one song called Buff Baby, and um, it, it's actually it's a cool vibe. Like I I like his music. I have to look into it. Yeah, I'll send you some tracks later. Uh, I just started listening to him on Friday. That's when I first heard the small clip. So I, I said Mike cool. a Lupe fiasco freestyle that he still, still have not heard that, huh? <laughs> Mike is garbage, man. I'm sorry, dog. Don't I, send me shit asking me to listen to this shit. All right, bro. I'll listen to the Lupe fiasco shit today. I was actually going to play it on the podcast, a, a portion of it, because it's a fucking beautiful freestyle. Man, he it might be one of the say. It might be one of the hardest freestyles I ever heard. I actually heard this shit years ago, but something just made me go back and start watching like Sway in the Morning freestyles and shit. Oh, so this is an older one. It's not a. It's like from 2013, maybe 2014. 
the shit is amazing. It's impeccable the way he, the way his mind goes off the top of the head. It's a real freestyle too. Yeah, I'm still spending time with uh, Drogas Wave too. I have to get back to that. I I still haven't finished it yet. Yeah. I just haven't had time. It's way crazy. too much music. Yeah, I think uh, the way the artists are putting out music now is it's making hard. I think it's kind of fucking up the listeners' um, ear for it at the same time because like they're putting out so much stuff real quick. Like whenever these albums are extended for like that album i think it's like an hour hour and a half maybe um like you don't get tired of hearing it but you're just like fuck like you want to whenever you jump back into it you kind of want to get a feel for where you left off at and it takes a lot of time to get back to that point in time you feel what i'm saying and also lupe fiasco is a headphones artist you have to listen to that motherfucker with headphones on or in a car on a long drive you got to really grasp what he's saying. You got to, like, zone in. You got to break down. You can't be doing other shit. You got to be really paying attention to what the fuck he's saying, or you're going to be lost. Yeah, I agree with that entirely. But, um, other like, it, it's real good. Uh, Homeboy dropped a new album, too. The one that can't figure out if he's white or black. Logic. Yeah. He dropped a Young Sinatra 4, I think it's called. So. I haven't checked it out. I haven't yeah. checked out any of his music, honestly. Uh, I heard a. They said it was a freestyle, but anything that has a video ain't a freestyle to me, bro. If it's an actual produced music video, it's not a fucking freestyle. Stop it. But uh, it sounded pretty hard. Like he can rap, he could go. I've heard freestyles of him and shit, but I never really checked out his music in full. I heard I've heard some of his songs here and there though. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I guess I'll get into it eventually. Check it out. I'm trying to give him a chance, though, but I've just heard so much bullshit about him that uh, Logic, the person, is uh, not that appealing to me. But his interviews are cool as fuck. So I don't know. I got mixed feelings on this dude. Pause. Um, I do want to uh, I do want to check out that Kevin Gates thing, though. If you're recommending that it's actually pretty good, then uh, I'll see what's up with it. I prefer other projects from Kevin Gates, but it's a nice introduction to Kevin Gates' music if you haven't heard his music before. Yeah, and I know you probably don't know this artist, but there's this cat named Roosevelt. He's got real, um, it's more of a pop type of style, but it's like good, it's like retail music, I guess you could say. But uh, he dropped the album too on the 28th. And last but not least... The album that was supposed to come but never did. What is that? Yandy. <laughs> All this shit about nine twenty eight eighteen and ain't shit happened but him dancing around in a fucking Perrier water bottle costume. Calling yourself Yandy is enough for me not to listen to that shit. Yeah, the little preview that he put out, um, of the little hologram shit, it sounded like it could be cool, but I don't, I don't fucking know, dog. I don't know what he's doing. And now that we got all the bullshit out the way, I want to spend on, spend time on this podcast breaking some real shit down. This this podcast is going to be real game heavy for y'all motherfuckers. I really want to go into detail about a lot of shit for y'all to un- understand the real mind state of how I break shit down and why I say shit. A lot of shit I say might sound random and just funny and sarcastic type shit, but... There's higher meanings to a lot of shit that I say. 
to give you guys an idea of what this looks like right now, of what I'm seeing, my man just put his hands together on his lap like he was Morgan Freeman narrating the story. I mean, that's how I piece these things together, man. You got to get real prolific out here in the streets. All right, bro. Go ahead and get so your shit So the people off. can feel you, man. For instance, like the whole Kanye thing, I was talking about his union with his wife. On Ye, on the, on the album titled Ye, there's a song called, let me see what the name of this song is, man. Say some shit, Mike. God damn it. Some shit. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> nah. Yeah, man. Uh, well, why are you looking for that? I was a little disappointed that this man did not bring it, um, bring out that album. Because I think he's still trying to figure out if his rebrand is going to work or not. And this might make or break him. And I have the song here. There was a song titled Wouldn't Leave. Essentially, this song is about Kim Kardashian not leaving Kanye when he was doing all this wild shit out here. Now, in this song, he said Kim Kardashian was worried he was going to fuck the money up. Do you remember this, Mike? I remember that. And do you hear the wording behind this? Kim Kardashian was afraid Kanye West was going to fuck the money up, which means she wasn't worried about what he was saying in terms of it being real shit or bad shit or detrimental to the people. She was scared it was going to fuck her brand up and fuck her money up, which means, once again, you cannot be married to the fucking Kardashian family and still keep your fucking ideals and morals intact. No, you cannot fucking do that. These are reasons why I say this type of shit. It's not just random shit. It's blueprinted out here for you. It's plain as day. It's on the song. You can listen to it for yourself. Go to Kanye's album, Yay. Go to song number four, titled Wouldn't Leave. And he blueprints this shit for you. It's right there. It's not just random shit. Also, what I was saying about his wife, about being a whore and all this type of shit, and people may get offended by that. You used to get laughed out the hood for wifing up the neighborhood hoe. Yep. That was never the fly shit. Yep. You would get clowned for days if you came home with the neighborhood hoe. Mm-hmm. This is not some new shit I'm saying. This is real shit. You would get laughed out the hood for coming home with the neighborhood hoe. People would clown you, dog. There's no way around this type of shit. Especially if you was like a, a popular like fly cat in the hood and you came home with, with some trash. Boys would clown you for days, man. Boys would just go crazy on you. Or let's say we didn't know you. We only knew the girl from the hood, but a new guy comes and wipes her up. Who the fuck is that sucker right there? We be looking at him like, God damn, he don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> and let's say let's say this cat is a solid guy. We be like, man, look, we end up going to the girl. He be like, hey, we know how you move out here in the streets, but don't fuck this up, man. He actually a a, a, a cool cat, man. Don't don't home. Please, you know, behave yourself, type shit. This is the type of shit I used to go on in the hood, man. This is real street shit. By any and also to mention, like we're not saying that people don't eventually change their ways after a long time. Like of course people do. Uh, for instance, I can recollect the old Wayne's Brothers episode where Marlon had got with this girl, but his homies knew that she used to get down with everybody in the neighborhood back in the day. And then they put him on game, made him paranoid about it. He started pressing her up about it, and it ended up fucking up a good thing. So not every girl that moved around that way or every guy that moved around that way in the past is going to stay the same. But, you know, whenever you got somebody that moved like that to get on and then came out and said, like, hey, bro, you need to chill. 
because you're going to fuck up the money. Like, we don't know where your priorities are, homegirl. And also, it has to be a natural progression. You have to be able to see the progression before you dive in. Mm-hmm. There is no Kim Kardashian progression outside of her net worth. Her net worth has progressed astronomically. But her mindset, her mindset and her morals and principles have not progressed anywhere. You don't even really know her morals and principles, really. Yeah. All we know is that she got a couple people out of jail. And, I mean, that's enough to, for to be like, hey, that's what's up. By but any means necessary, I guess. But That was all during the time Kanye was losing his fucking mind. And she was just saving the brand. Yeah. That's actually one way to look at it. Um, I don't know her personally. You don't know her personally. So, we can't really speak off uh, off of anything except for what we can assume. Based on I don't know her personally But I've seen her asshole online yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> Something tells me She's she is, she not of the highest standards yeah. I mean I don't need to fucking know this lady personally I'm seeing her actions I'm seeing what she's doing That's why All this Kanye can come back type shit Come back where? He, he's already crossed that line There's no coming back Yeah You can't unjump off the roof After you jump off the roof You have jumped off the roof yeah, I really need people to stop referring to uh being out of your mind as being in a sunken place, dog. That shit's starting to get a little annoying. For one thing, it's not a real fucking place, and I can't take you serious. Yeah, whenever you refer to like serious mental issues or fucking somebody spazzing out on the street as being in a sunken place, like because fuck out of here. Because now you're making a mockery of some real shit. Exactly. You turn it into some sarcastic asshole type shit. And these are the same motherfuckers that are pressing you up saying. Bro, that mental health shit y'all said on the last episode, nah. But see, what are what exactly are they offended by? They're taking. By the way, you, people, for people listening, there was some backlash about the mental health segment of the last, last podcast. podcast episode. So, yeah, so uh, they were saying that, based off of what you said verbatim, not. Uh, just going off of what you said, they were saying that you said mental health is like bullshit. And I was just like, wait, what you mean? They were just like, bro, that wasn't a good look. And I was like, huh? Like, what you saying? They were just like, well, he, he was saying that it wasn't. I was like, well, what did I say? And they were just like, well, you didn't agree, but you didn't give your opinion on it either. And I was just like, well, he did say that he wasn't shaming people away from going to therapy. If that works for you, that works for you. But in his own personal opinion, a lot of that shit don't work out for uh work out for everyone. So you really just you're not resolving anything. Once again, people, if you were listening to the episode, you would hear that all I really did was substitute mental health with mental stability. There you go. I feel like mental stability is a better way to categorize the shit because it swings up and down. Mental health doesn't really mean anything. In the sense, uh, in the definition sense, for instance, Mike, you wanted to run a marathon, correct? Yeah. You withdrew from the marathon, correct? Yeah. Why did you withdraw again? Well, not withdraw, but defer, but because I needed to get right to uh to actually run. I wanted to better prepare myself for the shit. You felt like you were physically unable to do what? Complete the marathon in a uh, in a um satisfying time for myself so if you are of poor mental health that would mean you are physically you are mentally unable to make sound decisions that means you are incapable of doing it that means it's out of your hands so take a school shooter for instance let's say a school shooter shoots up a school and it affects somebody in your family someone you love 
you're not going to be banging for this mental health shit if this kid gets off scot-free and your family member is dead. You're not going to be banging for this mental health bullshit. You're not. That's hypocritical shit. You're going to want to ride down on this motherfucker. You're going to want to do something to them. You want to make sure they burn in jail or what you might want to do some street justice. You might want to do whatever it takes to avenge your family's death or whatever the case. You're not going to be banging on your chest about this mental health bullshit. That's true. That's some hypocritical shit. And that's all I'm saying. I'm saying mental stability is a better way to categorize it because mental health would mean if you have poor mental health, you are unable to think soundly, which is not true. It just means you are able to think soundly. You're just ignoring real shit. You're ignoring these urges to do good moral shit. You still know right from wrong. You just decide to do all the wrong shit. You're deciding that you had enough. You are deciding. You are making a decision, a sound, well, not a sound decision, a horrible fucking decision. To ignore all the universal laws that I was talking about last episode, you're ignoring all this shit, and you're deciding to doing what the fuck you want to do at the cost of others, yet another universal law. So I don't see what y'all could be mad about. And what I was saying about therapy, can we keep it real about therapy? Therapy, for the most part, is you don't want to talk to people that you know because you don't want to sound like a weirdo or weak. So you talk to a stranger and tell all your problems to them and shit. But you re- you really know what's fucking wrong with you. You know what's mentally holding you back. You know your weak your weak points. You know your strong points. You know what makes you emotional, what triggers you and shit. You just want to hear the shit from somebody else, which is cool. I just feel like I personally don't need that because I assess myself in these type of situations. And I know where I'm weak at and where I'm strong at and what I could do better. I, but again, it's a personal decision where you ignore these things and shit and you let shit fester. And I feel what you're saying on that part, but at the same time, just to play devil's advocate and to give you a rebuttal, um, a lot of the times whenever you tell your homie something, um, that sometimes they could uh, use they it against be, you and other things. Of, that's what I'm saying. I mean, no, no, not that. I'm saying they could be biased and tell you that nothing's wrong, that you're like good or whatever the fuck, whenever you're really not. So For the most part, people who really care about you are not going to do that. That's true, but a lot of these people don't have people around them that actually care about them, dog. But this is what I'm saying. I've said it on the, on the last episode. If therapy is something you want to look into and do. Oh, yeah, then by all means, go ahead and go. Like I literally you said, said you, that on the podcast. Yeah, you said that, you wasn't therapy shaming at all. I'm just saying, for me, it is not a good fit. Yeah, it don't make I sense. Assess, I assess my own rights and wrongs, and I try to do the best that I can to correct these things and be a better person every day. These are things I strive for. I feel that shit all the way, bro. So I don't really understand what people could be upset about. It's weird. People are just on autopilot to where they don't even really think for themselves. They just take handed down information and just run with that shit. By the way, therapists try to recommend medication and all this type of shit. Psychiatrists can actually prescribe medication and shit. All this shit is really just fueling the fucking antidepressant and pill popping industry and shit. Because once you get off of that shit, it can more than likely have an effect on you where you're just going to, uh, where your depression will just get worsened or, and, or shit like that. Like you'll just get sadder over time. By like, the way, there's a lot of side effects to that shit too. Every single school shooter was on medication, by the way, if y'all motherfuckers don't know. Every last one of them were, on, were medicated. I didn't know that. All of them. And also, this shit is this shit is mainly only happening in America and shit. 
Yeah, and I've had friends in the past that have told me whenever they experimented with drugs or took stuff, um, once they were off that shit, they felt, like, real sad and their, like, pleasure endorphins weren't on point anymore. And it was just all kinds of weird shit. And that's what turned me away from doing, like, drugs and prescribed drugs at that, too. Unless it's ibuprofen, I don't want it, y'all. Yeah, I can't be in a state to where... I'm not mentally sound, and I can't navigate the way I want to where people could take advantage of me and shit. I don't want to be in that situation. And it's really funny because when I was talking last episode, I thought people were going to be offended that I said graduation wasn't a classic. I thought I was going to get the most backlash about that shit, which was funny to me. And I could even break that down why I think graduation isn't a classic. And when I say classic, people automatically get offended and think I'm saying it's trash, which I'm not saying by any means. It's a good to great album. It's just not a classic to me. Because it's about four or five skippable songs that I'm not fucking with. Which automatically takes it out of the classic category for me. For instance. And out of the three, real quick, out of the three, between college dropout, late registration, and graduation. Graduation is easily the worst of the three for me. Yeah. And like I was saying, song-wise, I would say Drunk and Hot Girls is trash. I would say, um, go ahead and say stronger. You say, I would say no stronger. Barry Bonds is trash. Stronger is all right. Glory is all right. Last episode, I said, damn, what was the name of that song? I said it was okay, but it's really the hardest song on there. I just had the wrong song in my in my head. Uh, was it Flashing Lights? Nah, Flashing Lights is hard. I definitely said that was one of the hardest ones. Homecoming. Nope. Big brother? God damn it, man. Champion. Oh, okay. Champion is the one of the probably the hardest song on the album. And I, I um I had the wrong song in mind when I said that. It's not okay. That shit is hard. It's probably the hardest song on there. But anyway, another reason why for instance Barry Bonds, I feel like he was purposely hating on Lil Wayne and put him on a bullshit song. Also, he gave Wayne a bullshit beat on the Carter Three, which is let the beat build. Now, Wayne still made a decent song out of it. He made for, a great song out of that, bro. For Kanye level-wise, that beat was atrocious on by Kanye's standards of beat production. So I feel like he was kind of low-key hating, trying to make like mediocre product for Lil Wayne so he wouldn't shine as hard. Also, Big Brother. Big Brother is an okay song, but it's the first, this Graduation is the first album where I started looking sideways at Kanye when I, when I was like, he on some other shit, man. Why? Because he was trying to uh, go toe-to-toe with 50. For instance, that was more like a... That was actually passing the torch. What they were doing was trying to pass the torch from 50 Cent from the aggressive shit to the motherfucking docile shit, Kanye. That was the music industry trying to pass the torch from getting beat the fuck up to <laughs> you running their life type shit That's a hell of a way to look at it But yeah And that's when they ushered in all the weirdos and shit And they were able to medicate them and control them mm-hmm. But anyway on another note About the whole Kanye shit about Big Brother the song That's when I first noticed that Kanye And Jay Z's relationship was all bullshit Cause he tried to Big Bro the situation But in real- reality that song is a diss song towards Jay Z He's basically Articulating why he doesn't fuck with Jay Z. Yeah. And they really haven't been close ever since then. I mean, they came out with a whole album together after that. So what? And Watch the Throne was hard. 
Jay Z and R. Kelly made a song together, made an album together. They made two albums together. Exactly, and they don't like each other. What's it called? The best of both worlds, and what's the other one? Best of both worlds too. Oh, I didn't know it was called part two. I thought it came up with like a fucking corny ass, uh, corny ass like a uh, title. But he tried the big bro. For one thing, he shouldn't have even went to Rockefeller with Jay-Z. He really should have went to Dame, because Dame didn't even, I mean, because Jay-Z didn't even want to sign Kanye as a fucking artist. He didn't. Dame Dash signed Kanye as an artist and producer. He's the one that really put Kanye in the game. Mm-hmm. On that level, to the way we know him as Kanye today. Jay-Z wanted no part to that shit. You think Dame and Kanye are still close? They made that movie. He, um, Kanye funded that movie that he made. I can't remember the name of it, but overall, I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, I still need to watch uh, Kanye, some of those Dame Dash interviews. Kanye runs from real shit, so they can never be really close because Dame Dash going to just punch him in the mouth with real shit, and Kanye don't want to hear none of that shit. Probably, because whenever Joe Budden had, uh, not to bring him up, but whenever he had called Dame Dash and he was breaking down that whole shit on why he doesn't fuck with a homie, um, what was his name? Leor Cohen. Yeah. Like, he was talking that shit, and Joe was just kind of quiet because he ain't want to take no heat for it. It wasn't that he, he couldn't say shit because he, we don't want to hear that bullshit. Char- Joe Budden has become basically a character of himself. He's just, like, playing roles and shit at this point. I said it online, but Joe Budden is Dan from Street Fighter. And for y'all not familiar with the Street Fighter series, Dan is like a fake Ken and Ryu. He has like fake moves. He's like a, more like a movie star actor type person. He just like playing a role and he's garbage. Only like real true expert players could play with Dan and win. But outside of that, nobody in their life would ever pick this character. And that's what Joe Budden is becoming right now. He's on like love and hip hop and shit again. He's basically just putting corny shit back on his jacket. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, bro. Um... I'm not mad at him for going to back to loving hip hop. I mean, he did he's, talk a lot of shit about it in the in the past like year, year and a half. But he's Kevin Harden himself. He's making himself corny and shit. Yeah. This hey, bro. He's getting his money. I think it's well deserved. So more power to him. It um, I just is. hope that this does not affect the podcast because I, I actually really enjoy listening to that podcast it's probably gonna be way more jokes even about love and hip-hop i mean on the podcast the podcast is not gonna suffer but i'm just saying people gonna get tired of seeing them though i don't know bro because fucking uh well i don't have cable so i don't watch love and hip-hop and i wouldn't even if i did but um apparently because i just heard this last episode uh this past weekend i think rory and maul are gonna be on there as well Maybe even Parks. Probably his guests and shit, like a little small. Because they always together and shit. Yeah, so. It's still going to be trash. I would never watch Love and Hip Hop in my fucking life. I've never watched it, no. I don't know. I used to hate when my ex-girlfriend watched that shit. Yeah. This shit is garbage, dog. My girl's always watching like little segments on fucking Instagram and stuff. It's not annoying. That shit infiltrates your mind because now they start... They start trying to reiterate Talking shit to you in like love life. and hip hop direction. Yeah. Like they want to come at you aggressively the way the women will come at you on the show type shit. It's like, you know, this is real life, right? For instance, <laughs> there was a there was a girl I was dating and she was like aggressive towards me in that type of way. Not physical now, this bullshit. Like I'm a victim. I just mean she was, you know, always calling me and shit, trying to see where I'm at type shit. Now this kind of shit. 
And that shit was just trash. I'm like, I'm not fucking with this shit. No, you out of your fucking mind. Yeah, that's just wild, man. To the point where I just wouldn't talk to her. Yeah. And I had to just break it off. I do want to tell, like, I do want to ask a lot of people sometimes, like, you know this reality TV bullshit is scripted, right? I mean, I don't know. That shit is just weirdo shit. I don't watch none of that shit. Yeah, bro. I'd rather watch fucking Kirby Enthusiasm or fucking Seinfeld. Seinfeld, one of my all-time favorite TV shows. <clears throat> yeah, shout out to that, man. Um, I was listening to uh, Wale's older mixtapes this past week. Pretty good stuff there, man. It's great stuff. Yeah, it's just that, again, I go back to his antics. He just kind of made it uncool to listen to him. Yeah, he was too sensitive, dog. And then he went through too many different changes. Like, change is good, but in moderation, dog. You had a different Wale for every different year for the 2000s period. From, like, 2010 till now. He's starting to get back to his original shit, which is great, but... You can't dress fly and have temper tantrums. It doesn't match. You just look goofy. Yeah, dog. You look like the clowns that you be talking about. And telling these people not to surround themselves with, so... That's why I say clothes were the first Facebook. And what I mean by that is, people used clothes... For like their profile image In terms of Instead of being sophisticated And being mature They would try to wear Mature clothing Yeah My cousin hit me With some shit like that dog Cause you know Before I I didn't have to wear glasses And then when I got some He was just like Ah oh, This motherfucker here dog Coming in with these Malcolm X shits He's like Don't be trying to talk to me Like you all uppity and shit dog Like remember where you came from dog you did walk in with a bean pie. I'm like, well, I don't want this shit, Brother Michael. Shut the fuck up. Relax. <laughs> Get this shit out of my face, champ. But yeah, man. So yeah, I was trying to figure out what the fuck that meant whenever you had put it in our list of stuff. I was just like, dog, what the hell is he talking about? I was like, clothes with the first Facebook. But now that you broke it down that way, I get it. Just like church. Church is Facebook for old niggas. Yeah. That's where you go to dress up and all this other shit and, you know, look cool and, you know, mingle and all this type of shit. Get connects together. Shit, and I think for kids, dog, that's school. Because that, that was the whole thing. Like, people would look you up and down to see, like, all right, is this motherfucker all right or not? Especially when you're the new kid on the block. They trying to see what you, what the fuck you kicking and how you moving out here. And then they actually had Sunday school where you had to learn Bible shit. And it's funny, the most religious people have never even read the fucking Bible and shit. Yeah, bro. It's it's insane. What you you think is still the same out here? In terms of what? Clothes still being that way? Yeah. People, for instance. Especially these frat. Like, yeah, everybody has, like, a class of clothing, I guess. Like, all these college kids be wearing, like, a, like frat boys be wearing, like, Patagonia and all that kind of shit. Not fucking even Columbia. That. For instance, like, jobs and shit. You have suit and ties and shit would be like the dress code or whatever. But now, what is it? These same suit and tie motherfuckers are now wearing what to work? What, tattoos and shit? Or? Tennis shoes and shit. No. Tennis shoes used to be looked at as like lower level, unsophisticated type shit. Now oh. these suit and tie niggas can't say this bullshit because now they wearing tennis shoes every fucking day. So now all of a sudden it's the fly shit. It's the cool shit now. Yeah. It's the sophisticated shit now. It's like, shut the fuck up. That's why I never wore suit and ties. It was always bullshit from the go. And I think that that's uh, what's his face, dog? Who did this? 
Yeah, like, you got a lot of these people wearing fucking Yeezys and shit, and they think it's a shit. Like, a lot of these people that are in the sneaker culture probably, that probably shouldn't be there. Like, yeah, I get it. Okay, you like the shoe. But don't sit out here trying to buy everything thinking that you, thinking that you know what the fuck this shit's about in real life. Shoes have become ass shots for men. Yeah. Straight the fuck up, bro. That's a real good, yeah. They just know it's going to get you instant gratification, instant attention. Everybody's going to be jocking you, liking your photos and all this kind of shit. And it's trash, man. I hate all you. I don't like you. That's why I was saying last episode, most people who wear Yeezys on a high level, who buy Yeezys all the time, it's on some fit-in type shit. You trying to fit in. Damn, dog. That's... And you a garbage. We don't accept you. We don't want you. That's a real good fucking way of putting that, dog. I never thought about that. That's good shit, son. The fly guys have spoken. You can't sit at the table with us, no. (sighs) This man says shoes that are ass shots for men. Instant gratification. That's a... I'm going to write that in the caption somewhere, dog. I hear you, champ. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like I was saying about universal laws and shit I want to get into a couple of them Some of them are simple Where people probably be like Duh motherfucker duh But clearly people aren't doing this shit On an everyday high level For instance like one of them would be <clears throat> No one will take you serious If you don't take yourself serious That's a universal law You can't buck that You can't get around that That will always be true It's nothing you can do You can't just buy your way into the game And be taken serious Eventually you will be exposed and you need to show you, prove your stripes. And you have to be ready. Just like this podcast, we are prepping ourselves for future endeavors and investments and shit. When you're getting this type of shit off, when the opportunity comes, we're going to be game ready. Because, you know, we're getting our chemistry and all that shit together. Pause. We're making shit happen. we vocalizing. We're getting our thoughts and shit out there. We're getting it's the rhythm making, of how we move. It's making your mind sharper. For people who just listen to podcasts and think this shit is easy. Yes, it's easy to put a podcast together, but that doesn't mean it's going to be good. That doesn't mean it's going to flow well. That doesn't mean you're going to get your points off and, you know, have all type of... It's it's more to it. Like, I, I, that's why I don't try to explain myself as much, but apparently I have to because people are not getting what I'm saying. But I also try to make sure Mike gets equal talking time and he getting his shit off, he getting his points off. He's making his identity known. I think about all this shit in my head while I'm talking. It's not... As easy and straightforward as you may think it is. All this shit is put together for a specific reason. Especially when we're doing this shit raw and uncut. No Um, edits, everything. Like I say, everything is straight through. From the skits to the music to the content to the jokes. Everything is all one fucking take. Two podcasts straight. Yeah, and that's something that we we discuss amongst ourselves outside of here. Like, for instance, um, since we had such a high... A long hiatus uh, up until the last episode. We know we notice there's a lot of stuff that we do need to improve on, and that's definitely something that we are, um, like we do have our attention on as well. And I mean, you could tell whenever it's back to back like this is, it definitely comes off a lot smoother and shit for y'all to listen to. So we do appreciate y'all for tuning in and kicking it with us, man, for sure, for sure. Even through the little rough patches that we do have. Yeah, of course, we fuck with you. Mm-hmm. And another universal law I was going to get into, as I spoke on last episode, was doing what you want at the cost of others or doing what you want at the benefit of others. Like we were talking about last episode about Mike wanting to do what he wants to do at home. Again, that's a universal law. You can't buck. Again, that could be at the cost of others, which could be your young daughter. Mm-hmm. If you do what you want at the cost of her, she's going to be... You know, a less than sound individual when she grows up. 
So you have to be careful and be mindful of what you introduce into your daughter's life type shit. Exactly. I do definitely want to kick all this real shit to her. And we definitely are trying to as parents, me and uh, Sarah, that is. So we do have to drop it in doses. That's something that we do realize. And yeah, dog, um, self-improvement is a big thing. And, and improving ourselves, that's going to make it better for her. So that's all something that uh, I think is a tip to anybody, really. Even if you don't have kids or you don't have a significant other, like be the person, aspire to be the person that you want to be at all times. And by the way, the last episode, it made, we were making two different points at the same time about the cussing aspect. So yeah. it kind of made it sound like I was saying cuss in front of your daughter. That's not what I was saying. Yeah, not I was at actually, all. I was actually telling him not to cuss in front of his daughter. But it made it came off the wrong way because we were making two different points. He was saying that I'm using it all at the wrong time. And I was also just saying at the same time, you can't hide real shit from kids. So it made it sound like I was encouraging him to do it. No. I was just saying it's, it's a thing called time and you have to introduce that at the right time. And also, if your kids are cussing, you have to tell them that you can't cuss in front of teachers and all this other wild shit. If you're going to cuss amongst your friends outside, cool. That's what I meant about timing. That's another universal law. Timing is very important. You can't beat timing. Yeah, bro. Actually, I want to introduce that into the Triple X segment. Triple X footage. Triple X and Tentacion, his murder was caught on tape. They actually released the footage recently. And it was pretty much a play-by-play of exactly how I depicted it on a previous episode. I believe that might have been Gucci Flip Flops episode, if I'm not mistaken. Probably. So if you haven't heard that one, check that out. It was it was exactly how I described it. It was crazy. I would, it made me a little more sad. Straight up, bro. Um, after you had let me know that they released that footage, I went ahead and took some time to watch that instead of the thirteen minute long Lupe Fiasco freestyle. Here and the way the way it worked out was uh, it looked like he was just showing resistance uh, once the two cats had got out the suburban, pulled up on him. It looks like they were just holding him there. But another universal law, people, if the people have a severe upper hand on you, you have to retreat. I don't give a fuck how tough you are. That is a universal law. Exactly. And a then, lion in the jungle does not eat the fastest animal. He eats the slowest fucking animal. As tough as a lion is, he's eating the slowest, goofiest motherfucker. He's not eating the, the fastest motherfucker. Yeah, bro. He, uh, it looked like he was having some resi- He was giving a bunch of fucking resistance for the uh, first few seconds. And then once homie went around, it looks like he was still doing it. And the way I'm assuming that he figured was, is, all right, I'm this big of a star. They're not going to shoot me. And that ultimately ended up being uh his demise man at the same time sorry to cut you off but i think he was resisting because he knew these motherfuckers that's another thing people are not taking into consideration i think he knew these motherfuckers and he was talking to him like y'all whole ass niggas doing this shit you bitch ass niggas i'm not giving you this shit you bitch ass nigga no fuck you it was probably that type of shit he was like nah fuck that give it up my nigga you know what it is it was on that type of time i believe he had to know these motherfuckers. I'm not sure, dog, because didn't he make eye contact with them whenever they walked into the uh into yeah, the place? It might have been people he seen on the streets and shit, not knowing them, like hanging out with them. Oh, but you, okay, like you seeing them around the way type shit. Some people you know from afar. Yeah, that might be the situation, dog. It's always a situation when people have to drop on you. It's because they got the information from people that know you. There's no other way around it. 
yeah. it's never random. A lot of the street violence is always precise. It's always, it's never random type shit. Now, people might get hit by random bullets, like in a shootout type shit. Yeah. But they were shooting at somebody else, though. Quick question, bro. Um, Because I the dude was in the way whenever this part happened. Did you see how the passenger door had flipped open? Yeah. Did somebody run out of there? That was his uncle. His uncle was in the car with him. Oh, his uncle took off running? Yeah. Where's his uncle at? Somewhere hiding, I'm assuming. Damn, do you think... Uh, They think the uncle may have set him up type shit too. But um, I don't think it was the uncle. I think they were telling him to get the fuck out the car. People are also saying he could have drove off. He would have had to back up to drive off though. He would have had to back up and then pull off. Which would have got him and his uncle murdered, by the way. Not if he ducked and reversed. He could have made it out of there. I don't think they would have started shooting right there. But then again, they no. shot this man point blank. So They definitely would have murdered him and his uncle if he would have tried to drive off. And then they would have stole all this shit. They wanted to shoot him anyway. I think he would have got shot whether he resisted or not. But resisting is definitely stupid when they have to the drop on you. You have to oblige that shit. That's another universal law, people. Yeah, bro. It doesn't make you look like a bitch. It just makes you look foolish. That dog. also goes with timing. That is not the time to be resistant. Yeah. All this shit goes together. This is all real shit, once again. That shit is wild, dog. Knowing when to talk and not to talk, another universal law. Not talking can get you out of situations, and talking can get you in and out of situations. It depends on the situation, really. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing He's talking to him He's talking crazy to him Probably cussing him out Or whatever I'm pretty sure he was dog Cause I mean Even though he was Getting himself back together He was known for having a temper And it's just It's a sad situation I, I wish I didn't see the shit But I mean I had to watch it I guess Psst, Dog in this day and age That shit is just out People just put it out dog Um that shit fucked my mood up for a little minute because he was a talented little kid. We spoke on all this shit time and time again, so we're not going to dwell on it. But, you yeah, know what I mean? R.I.P. to Triple X one more time for Straight the streets. Up. And I do hope they, you know, ride in jail for this shit. That was some really whole ass shit. Yeah, dog. That shit is wild. I hope, man, They have they sentenced them yet? I believe so. That's why the footage just not released because they were holding it for the court case and all that type of shit. Oh, okay. I don't know if they've fully been sentenced yet, but, you know, it's pretty much in there. It's pretty much a wrap for them boys. If she got 28 to life, dog, then they better, too. Just fucked up, man. Yeah, all the way. And then uh, a lot of people have been telling me that their favorite song on Wayne's thing is... The Introduction yep. with Triple X. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a very somber, sad song. It's, it's very emotional. You can feel the emotion in the song. Yeah, all the way. Man, he uh, he was definitely good at getting that out there, as well as Lil Wayne. Um, Wayne's been great at expressing how he feels, too. And that's what I was saying about Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates is very, he displays emotion very well in his music. And that's why I was kind of upset about this last project. The emotion is kind of not fully there like it normally is, but it's still a great, solid body of work, though. You think this one's more for... Uh, uh, the general public I would yeah, say Yeah there you go Man I've been getting stumped on these words lately dog For the casual listener Yeah there you go <laughs> Alright 
I got to get my media man shit up, dog. You really do. I really do. I need to work on this. Which brings me to my next universal law, champ. Oh, fuck. Here Consistency we go. being the driving force to success. <laughs> you cannot buck that. You have to be consistent. Yeah, you, you cannot navigate around consistency. It will show. Mm-hmm. It will come up. You will be exposed. These these are universal laws, and I really plan on making a, like a, a full blown thought out list. But it's really hard to think about these universal laws without the situations popping up. I'm better at at placing it against, at juxtaposing it against a situation. Juxtaposition. That, that was a hard word too, by the way. But anyway, yeah, I'm better at that than just coming off. At the top of the head of the, all the fucking laws I want to create and shit. Not that I want to create that art created, but I just want to list them. But yeah, we probably will be hitting y'all over the head with universal laws throughout other episodes and shit as they pop up situational-wise. Yeah, that'll be a good thing to get into. That'll help me out with this consistency shit. It means I have to be here to listen with y'all, dog. Yeah, you're pretty garbage, you know. Fuck but out of here. <laughs> And what does your day to day life look like? What is what is a what is a day in Mike's life? How do you how do you start your day, Mike? So typically Go through um, go through a day. A day? Yeah. Like with work and everything or off day? Everything. Alright. So a work day. What does your day look like? Go through your day. So Mondays I usually get to go in later. Um, so what it typically happen well nah, fuck it. For a regular work day. Um I normally start opening my eyes roughly around 4.30 in the morning. I'll look around, check my phone, close my eyes, and just kind of wait until the uh, baby wakes up. She normally gets up around 5.30, 6 o'clock. Once that happens, get her up. We have to check if she didn't overload her pamper from the night before. Um, See if she's ready and good to go to just get changed. And then uh, I grab her little bottle of milk for her. Uh, then pack her stuff, get her ready. Then um, I start getting my shit ready. Tell um, my fiance, love her, goodbye. Take the baby to the babysitter. Head to work. Work from about 8.30 to 6.15-ish, say 6.45-ish, depending on the day and these whole-ass customers. Um, then after that, I shoot back to the crib. And, yeah, dog, I hang out with the fam. Hang out with my girl and my kid. Let me see how I start my day. I get up at about the same time, you know what I'm saying? I get up, do about 10 push-ups for the ladies, of course. That's very important. I then go to the pantry, you know, get a honey bun, you know, breakfast of champions. Let that shit go. Okay, two honey buns. Fuck y'all. Why y'all judging me? Okay, I eat two honey buns. Fuck y'all, man. Goddamn. All in my goddamn business. But then, you know, brush my teeth, everything, get the waves together. I count my waves individually. (laughs) I'm at 57 right now, so I always make sure I'm at least at 57. I got to be, you know, wavy at maximum capacity. Just fucking around, but, you know. Then, you know, I get dressed, hit the streets, do my little work routine. From work, I probably work from 6 o'clock to about fucking 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I get home, I eat on the way home, I change my clothes, and I go straight to the fucking park where I walk, jog a little bit, and jump rope for about two hours and listen to music, and I go over the podcast and shit, see how it sounded, all that kind of shit. Then I go from that park to another park, 
and I play basketball for two hours, shooting around and other shit like that. So by the time I get home, it's really, it's like 10 o'clock at night, 10.30. And then I wind down for about an hour. I'm looking at internet shit. I'm looking at videos and shit I'm interested in. Before you know it, it's 12 o'clock in the morning. And then I got to get right back up at 4 o'clock in the morning and do this shit all over again. This is my fucking life, people. All right, we didn't. I didn't go over that part. So after I'm done chilling with the fam, eating dinner and shit, get the baby ready for bed, and then that's when I have my me time. <laughs> and then that's when I do the same shit. Go over the podcast, watch videos. Might save New York or some shit on Spider Man PS4. Y'all should check that shit out. It's a really good game. And then yeah, by the time I know it, it's about twelve, twelve to one o'clock in the morning, dog. Yeah, it's a rough life, man. We sacrifice a lot for this podcast type shit. Yeah. Sundays, family days. I definitely make my way out here all the time. Well, when I need to. I'm being more consistent now. Um, so yeah, dog. Being here is a very, very, it's very crucial to our process. So it's definitely something that we both have to make time for. A lot. So our mental health is intact. You fucks. We're making sound decisions. Goddamn bastards. We know what we're doing. We know the repercussions of... But that's why I say mental stability. Because all this shit could swing your stability to where you might be moody. You might go to work in a bad mood type shit. That's mental stability. That's not fucking mental health. Oh, yeah. That's all the way, bro. And then on top of that, you have to take into consideration the people that you're dealing with on a daily basis. Significant others, co-workers, fucking family members. Um, For instance, when I'm... When I can't express my creativity and I'm not firing off at all cylinders, that's why I like getting dressed for the podcast and shit. Right now, I'm fully dressed. I haven't gone any fucking where. I'm fully dressed like I'm about to go to the club. And I'm <laughs> sitting on my fucking couch and nobody can see me. But I feel like I can express myself creatively. I put this outfit together and shit. Put certain colors together that people would normally put together. That's all about creativity. So when I don't record an episode and shit, that shit like throws my fucking stability off. That shit... Puts me in a more depressive state. Not depressive, but, you know, yeah, I'm not as in the greatest of moods when I don't record and shit. I feel, you know, I feel like I'm missing something. Like I left some shit out. Like I left my cell phone at home. For most of y'all motherfuckers. That's, that's what throw y'all fucking stability off. Y'all leave y'all cell phone at home. <laughs> that shit have you do a fucking backflip in traffic and do all kind of wild shit. Like, God damn. Well, that shit fucking is cell phone. Especially when they press for time, too. Yeah, that shit, man. You would be late for work to come back and get your cell phone. You would be all the way at the job, and you would come all the way back home for your cell phone. Mm-hmm. Just to look at fucking Facebook captions and Instagram captions and shit. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of that shit has to do with what we talk about on here, so I'm kind of one of those people. For instance, like when I'm at work, I typically <clears throat> leave my phone in my locker and shit. I don't even carry my phone. I don't have my phone for like 10 hours a day type shit. Yeah. I mainly just use my phone for fucking music, really. Yeah. Music and podcasts is all I really fuck with my phone for. That's really it. And when, like when I'm selling shoes and shit, posting pictures and shit to you know get the shoes sold. That's about it, really. Mm-hmm. I really don't fuck with cell phones and shit. Really, I wish I didn't have to have one. Shit is trash. Yeah, you've been expressing that sentiment for quite some time. You were hoping that the Apple Watch wouldn't need a require cell phone. And also, I kind of want to go back to. Last episode, Mike was saying how I was talking to him about um, 
him dealing with certain women and shit. You remember that shit? Yeah, when you told me I was wilding. See, you never know what people take with them. Like when I was, when we was having this conversation, when but years ago, people years ago, Mike's fiance, relax, put your gun back down, please, <laughs> man, please relax, man. But anyway, when we were having this conversation, I said that shit to him, and he just kind of walked. I don't even think he said anything back, so I ain't think nothing of it. I just changed the subject, and started talking about other shit. But apparently, that shit stayed with him for me to bring it up, cause I forgot we even had that conversation. Yeah, dog, it's just light shit. And then on top of that, you also take away a lot of stuff from people that you actually respect. And respect comes with a lot of how you carry yourself as well. Um, I've known Sean to be a pretty stand-up guy, which is why we've been fucking friends for so long. Just being acquaintances inside of a warehouse that shot shit about shoes. And typically, I don't hang out with motherfuckers from work and shit, really. I mean, it doesn't really happen all that often. I usually gravitate to one person per job type shit, like... It's always that one standout person usually, but for the most part, like I never was at the point to where I was hanging out with people outside of work on a high level, unless we were like playing basketball and shit. But you know what I'm saying? We've chilled at work and shit. It was funny because there was one point there was a woman involved to where Mike had to sit me down. He's like, "Dog, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on with you, champ? You all right?" I'm yeah, like, "Yeah, man. man, shit just got a little hectic out here, champ." But it, there was this girl that we worked with that. She was obsessed with me, and she literally wouldn't let Mike talk to me type shit. Like Straight up, dog. There was a point in time where I couldn't fucking get a moment to ourselves with you. Pause. Dog, I would literally walk outside, and she would just follow me outside. And, you know, this this is what I'm saying. When you consistent and when you stand on shit and when you really move, women love you. Women love you. I mean, this is that's why I don't – that's why Mike was telling me about certain women when he was dealing with and shit. I'm like, dog, that's like supposed to happen. If you're an ill person, women supposed to love you. People, women supposed to fuck with you. So it's no reason to brag about the shit. There's no reason to even bring the shit up because it comes second nature. It's automatic. Yeah, dog. That shit was wild, bro. Shout out to her. She worked on a whole different part of the damn warehouse. Men were also jealous about me and Mike's relationship. Men come up, you never talked to me before. I had to break up with men at the job. I'm like, dog, it's not you. It's me. I'm breaking up with men at the at the job. Yeah, that shit was a little wild. Because bro. Mike was a new person, and I was known for so-called not talking and shit. And they would always see me with Mike talking and chopping it up and shit. And motherfuckers were super fucking jealous of me and Mike's relationship. Pause. Shit was out of this world crazy. Yeah, bro, for no fucking reason. Niggas pressing Mike like, where, where did your homeboy get them shoes from, Mike? What the fuck is going on? Where we get them shoes from? <laughs> it was all up, type bro. of wild shit, dog. It, it was, I can't really describe it to where y'all would understand the gravity of the situation, but... A lot of while shit was happening at the job. Mm-hmm. Like that one girl was making my life completely different. She made me look at the relationship between me and my girlfriend and realize we didn't have as much chemistry as I thought we did. She made me realize that every guy at the job wanted to fight me because they wanted to get at this girl, but this girl was only talking to me for whatever reason. She literally wouldn't leave my side, literally. It was crazy. I think she pulled up to your apartment a couple times unannounced too, huh? Writing on my car and lipstick and shit. <laughs> it was it was some real wild shit going on, people. Yeah, okay? dog, that shit was wild. But this is what I'm saying. This is what consistency does. Consistency makes people fuck with you on that high level, mm-hmm. in that high regard type shit. And I guess you know what I'm saying. Anything else you gotta provide to the streets, Mike? Nah, not so much, man. Just uh, really watch how y'all carry yourselves out there. It took me a while to kind of realize that shit. And then Sean's not the only friend that I've had that's told me stuff like that before. But um, 
you know, with that being said, y'all just got to watch how y'all move and who y'all have uh, surrounding you as well. Um, I can't stress that shit enough because these people are either going to set you up for greatness or they're just going to contribute to your failure. And that decision all comes down to you, bro. And I always had this saying to where I would say, I'm an extraordinary motherfucker. These other people are extraordinary. I'm extraordinary. It's different. Be extraordinary. Don't be extraordinary. Shout out to Lil Wayne, because that was one of his bars. I don't think so, champ. He has a song where he says the shit, dog. Not like that, though. No. All right. We'll see. I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to do some research. We'll play it next podcast, bro. I promise you he didn't. Wayne's your favorite rapper. Yeah. One of them. (laughs) All right, dog. And just like that, it's been When We Feel Like It podcast where we broadcast. When the fuck we feel like it. Peace. Go on.